Welcome, everybody, to episode 202 of the Loudest Podcast. I'm your host, Stereos Kogodos. With us, as always, is Sarancha. Hello. And Wallard. Hello. By the time you're hearing this, the submarine story is over. It's long over. It's as dead as the people inside of it. It's as dead as those five brave souls. They found the bodies. Yeah, yeah look, they found the... These people already know this. Remember, we're coming to them from the... the the past. Okay, well, if listeners, when you're listening to this, when it's being recorded, they just found the bodies. They, no, look, by the time the listeners hear this, it's going to be like, haha, remember when that submarine was down there and we thought those guys might be like, like this is now nostalgia for them. They, somebody's already made a TikTok filter where you can put it on your face and pretend to be in the submarine. Please, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, hang on. I think uh, my friend uploaded it. I'll show you. I'll make a little video of me in it and then pass my phone to you. Okay, I thought you were kidding. No, I'm not kidding, even a little bit. Okay, because look, I stopped myself from going, is that real? Because I was like, Asterios, don't look like an idiot in front of the Zoomers. Uh, yeah, uh, called Be the Submarine. It is. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> is that the fucking Mario Paint music? Sure is shit. <laughs> Quickly, my phone's gonna die. Oh my god, this is wretched. The submarine. Oh my god. <laughs> and your phone will soon be as dead as those poor brave sailors. I just, and again, remember, this is two or three days in the future. Why did we care so much about this submarine? Because it was funny. It was funny that people decided to go down that deep. At all, you know, and also because the guy, is it true that he sourced parts from Camping World? I believe it is true that he, <laughs> well, listen, when you're building a submarine that's never been built before, you got to think outside the box and inside the Camping World. Well, literally, listen, there's no way he could have known that tractor supply parts wouldn't be able <laughs> to make it to the bottom of the Mariana Trench. How is he supposed to predict that? That's dumb to expect a human being to see that far in advance. What's that guy's name, like, Sterling Grantham or something. Yeah, like Hamish Cornwall. Yeah. Something stupid like that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, oh my God. Look, every single internet board, all of Reddit, all of TikTok was for like a solid 48 hours dunking on dead people in a submarine. People made so many TikToks yes. about it that a trend on TikTok that I noticed was people commenting on every single TikTok that they stumbled upon that was about the submarine and then noting what number comment it was. For example, that video that I just showed you, I got the filter from my friend who filmed herself in the submarine and put it up. And in the comments of that video, there are just a bunch of kids saying, commenting on every submarine video, I see number 79. Commenting on every submarine video, I see number 146. Commenting on every submarine video, I see number 12. These kids have nothing better to do than count the amount of submarine videos they themselves are commenting on. Yeah, because they're spending like nine hours on TikTok. It's like, imagine if your TV was a million different people and then suddenly there was a pattern and you noticed it. <laughs> That's a really good fucking point. All right. I'm trying to think of 
why we all went, okay, look, this is one of the things I loved. Like, all right, so today, which again, remember, is at the height of submania is when we're talking about yeah, this. Uh-huh. CNN had an article today that was like, is the media going sub crazy? Are the, is the media making too many submarine articles? And that one article was sandwiched between nine other articles <laughs> that are only about the submarine. That's so funny. I hope you got a screenshot. CNN is like, Trying to find a way to be like, look, and if you're not into submarine, we also found a way to get your clicks. Submarine. Everybody's talking about it. The submarine thing got so crazy that every like fringe political opinion tried to like stuff their own talking points into the submarine story. Like there were so many articles like on MSNBC and CNN that were like regulations. Like there weren't enough regulations. We found an article where this guy was like regulations bad, camping world good. Oh my God. I'm so happy that you said that and that you told me about that because I fucking had a situation fucking today where someone tried to shoehorn their dumbass political opinion into it. They were like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. We were talking about, I was texting this girl I knew from college and I was like, hey, what do you think about the submarine uh, <laughs> pretty crazy right you think they're dead i'm of the opinion that it imploded and that noise that they heard was like the audio from the thing and she's like blah 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 yeah i guess that guy should have focused on something other than hiring inspirational i was like bang camping world parts bang yeah. fuck regulations british dude bang i was like fucking queued up i was like oh yeah well did you know that the uh submarine was made of tractor parts Okay, now what Rancho is referencing <laughs> is, so then another story went around Fox News and like the conservative news sphere that was a quote from this submarine guy being like, white 50-year-old submarine pilots aren't inspirational. Putting aside the fact that he was a submarine pilot and he was like a white 60-year-old submarine pilot the right wing was like, ah, see, the problem is diversity hires. If we hired the best submarine pilot instead of the blackest submarine pilot, and it's like, what are any of you talking? The problem is the black guy that I don't think they even hired in the first place. I'm almost 100% positive everyone on that, or at least everyone piloting the submarine associated with the company was white. And I'm almost also 100% sure that my thing about the camping world parts was the problem. <laughs> Actually, I don't think there were black people on the boat. Thank goodness. But like, yeah. Everyone's trying to like fucking finger blast the submarine story. Like everyone's trying to fucking two cents of this goddamn submarine story. Rancho is the only person I know that had a sensible take on the submarine. She was like, they all died immediately, and that's the end of the story. Yeah, I had that opinion when that was uh, a novel opinion. Yes. I, have. I just yes. want to point that out because now everybody's going to be like, yeah, no shit, idiot. Uh, hindsight 2020. But no, I, w I said that when I have been of the opinion, long of the opinion, that everyone died immediately uh, when they lost contact because the submarine just crunched in us <laughs> like a tin can. Yeah. And again, and again. In the distant future of two days from now, when people are hearing this, they're all like, we know, we know. It, impl it imploded like God picked up a can and then crushed it, which is what happened. 
I was watching, I, I know last episode we talked about NBC News Now, which is like the weird, like little league news channel that NBC runs for free. And I'm watching this reporter talking like an expert. And this reporter's like, you know, I, I, I'm not quite sure how to phrase this question, but um, when the submarine uh, imploded, uh, uh, did they feel any pain? <laughs> and it's like, and he's like, He's like trying to like phrase this very delicately. And first off, why are you asking this question? At right? All? Like, why are you asking? That? Like, yeah, Becky, they died uh, in intense. It was like a fireball <laughs> inside of a tin can. They're assholes. It was like their assholes got ripped open by the toilet paper that the bears use before they decide to. Wait a minute. I have a completely different question. Why do those bears have bad toilet paper in their house in the first place? I, I mean, maybe fucking, I don't know. Check your privilege. Maybe they can't afford more than a single ply. There's a show. Okay, first off. When was the last time you saw a bear on TV? Yogi Bear, like Han, since Hanna-Barbera went goodbye, they have had no jobs. I agree with you that we need to do better by the bear population. They're stuck with basically Russian stereotypes. That thing where they get on the ball. Sorry, I keep interrupting no, you. Go hey, ahead. listen, they do get on the ball. And they also, Big Bear does ride a little trike, wearing the hat with the tassel. Even that, I haven't seen that in a decade. It's been a long time since I've seen one of those bears with the hat and the, wearing a fat. I believe they're called fezzes. But by the end of those commercials, the mom comes in and she's like, hey, don't worry about it. I've got Charmin Ultra Soft. So it's in the house. The, yeah. the mom's not like... I'm going to the grocery store. It's going to take a long time to get there on this little ball, but I will be back with toilet paper. Yeah, after she's finished whoring herself on the street, she can finally afford the triple ply that her children have come to expect. Nothing's wrong. You think that's what's happening at the Charmin house? Yeah, I think her night job is she is uh, the bear. She was the bear on the Cleveland show. And then after that, like, she told her husband that that show never went under. And what she's doing is actually going and turning tricks. How would the husband ever know? No one watched the Cleveland show to be good. The husband didn't even watch it. That's yeah, the problem. If you would have paid more fucking attention, you would have no known that Loretta was out there whoring. They made 86 or 88 episodes of The Cleveland Show. They made way too damn many. Here's the thing. If they'd made 13 more episodes of The Cleveland Show, they would have hit the magic number 100 episodes of The Cleveland Show, which is what it takes to enter syndication and make big bucks. It's like even the Cleveland show writers and producers got sick of the Cleveland show. They knew if they like worked another three months, they would have all been significantly wealthier. And they were like, no, we don't want to do this. How does that happen? How do you get that close to syndication and then just quit? I think because Seth MacFarlane goes, I'd rather pretend to be Captain Picard on my weird Star Trek show. And then oh, okay. it's just like, well... Seth's gonna do what Seth's gonna do. It's like, this guy wants to make Cosmos again. Why? We don't know. We what? have the old Cosmos. Well, that sucks for everybody else except Seth MacFarlane, I guess. I was watching like a late season, it was something like a late series episode of The Cleveland Show. And they make a joke about how Seth doesn't even do the voice of the bear anymore. They just got someone else to do a Fozzie Bear impression. Imagine that. 
You're too lazy. It's just like it's like you have a home studio. You're already doing the lines for Family Guy and American Dad. It would take just a little more effort to do that bear, and you're just like, I can't. That bear voice tastes like puke in my throat, and I can't do it. In six months, this is all gonna be AI anyway. Who cares? Why don't you tell people about your new favorite TikTok show? My new favorite TikTok. Oh yes, there's something called AI Family Guy. Uh, where a dude, this is just what a job is in 2023. I was telling you stereos. This is fucking crazy. Somebody makes a full-time income running an account called like AI family guy house, where it's just an AI, every character, a family guy poorly rendered in like a low res and you can suggest like topics and then the characters will react to it. So we watched a video and sometimes the creator, there's a 24 seven stream of it. So you can just send the messages whenever you want in exchange for a donation. So that helps the guy run the stream. And I bet he makes like pretty good money off of it because people are constantly like feeding it dumb shit, like uh, trying to make it sound existential and then clipping it and getting a million views on TikTok. If you super chatted enough money, Herbert will show up. Oh, yeah, you can summon other characters. It's a good racket. It's a real... We're in the car. Look, I'd never heard of AI Family Guy. All of a sudden, she starts playing AI Family Guy. She, of course, knows everything about AI Family Guy. And the, the thing pops up and it says, tip to summon Herbert. The pedophile character from the Family Guy series of uh, cartoons and also novels. Don't forget. Yeah, uh-huh, the one that tries to molest Chris. Yeah, exactly. If you were logged into my TikTok account, I would have paid, I think, $11 to summon Herbert at that moment. How much money would you pay to summon Herbert? Uh, probably nothing. I really, really don't want to give TikTok my credit card information. Oh, I probably should have thought of that. I, I tipped Grant Mooney a dollar as a joke, and then I sent him and a bunch of his friends a text about it asking if he had gotten the dollar yet. They already have my credit card. Oh, God. Oh, God. Why did I do that? Might as well summon Herbert. <laughs> I, I want to summon Herbert so bad. You want to see I, what's going on? Yes. Each channel, okay. Hey guys, so I'm writing this movie script called Into the P-Diverse, and I... <laughs> the movie follows me as I jump into different dimensions, and of course I'm looking for something to make my life better. The catch is that I make a slight mistake every time I jump, so it's gonna like a lesson. I gotta learn every dimension I go. Giggity! Oh man, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I mean... Okay, great, Wait. so things get wild as my life grows crazier and crazier. I'm fighting off mutants and robots rescuing people and traversing through universes that seem distant but could be closer than I think. Giggity giggity guy. Man, sounds dangerous. I hope you make it out alive. Yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be a real doozy if that's all it takes. Don't worry, me and my fleet of friends take on the obstacles with courage and confidence. It's really quite an adventure. I have no idea what percentage of this is prompted. I think that that just all seemed like chat GPT bullshit. It did, didn't it? You know, because you know how like chat GPT can put together a story that like sounds shitty, but you're shitty enough that a guy might have wrote it. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Oh, was it? The thing I like about this is in the corner it says parody satire. I know, yeah, like anybody were confused this with actual, you know what, people in North Korea might. What did you think of that possibly AI generated or possibly donated, I can't really tell, 
movie pitch. Man, I was hoping that it would be something. Sometimes I log on and watch it, and it's just like them screaming. I was yeah. hoping it'd be something like that. Well, listen, I know it wasn't them screaming. I've also, when I've tuned in, I've seen them begging to be let out. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. I've seen the uh, clip. One of the big clips going around on TikTok is them being like, how can we stop this stream? I hate this. I want to die. This hurts so much. They look like they're in pain. Have you? Did you see Joe's legs? Yeah. Did you see Peter just fall to the ground? And then his daughter, like, no clip through him? <laughs> yeah. But no. Did you see Joe's legs? I did not. What was wrong with them? Joe's walking around. Oh, my God. Because it's very clear that whatever AI-generated bullshit thing, it don't have a wheelchair. <laughs> so right. he, he's walking around, but they made pants that look like a wheelchair on his legs. Maybe somebody donated to give Joe back his uh, gift of movement. I mean, there is that one episode of Family Guy, remember, where he gets his legs back and then he makes them all dance to that porn addiction song? Yeah, exactly. I guess if I were going to pitch to AI Family Guy, it would be a crossover with AI American Dad, which I would much prefer to see. Yeah, where's AI American Dad? Somebody throw that up. It seems like this guy's making bank. What if you and I real quick made AI the Cleveland show? It'd probably only take like 10 minutes. I don't think it would take very long to make AI the Cleveland show. We gotta put AI Family Guy out of business with our AI the Cleveland show. Yeah, why aren't we? Why aren't we running? We need an AI the Loudest podcast. We definitely need an AI the Loudest podcast. We're just loaded up with slurs. <laughs> well, we don't use slurs on this show. Well, what could the locations be? It could be uh, in the studio. It could be uh, in our apartment. It could be uh, at on the cruise ship. It could be uh, at the beach. It could be on Octo. Yes, and uh, at Disney World and in Waller's Nest. Oh my God, in Waller's Nest. Listen, that's what we need to do. We need to green screen ourselves tiny into a big pork nest. Yes, we do. You know what, actually? Here's what we need to do. We need to finally rescue Taller from your mom's house. And we need to just like, I could just get a bunch of hay. And we could just make a real life nest set. And for the rest of our lives, we could be, like, broadcasting from a big pile of hay. She do be trapped in my mom's house. My mom wants her out. She wants your, her evicted. Your mom's trying to evict Taller? Yeah, she's sick of her. Taller's going to evict your mom if, if your mom's yeah, she not better. careful. Oh, my gosh. She's going to beat her ass and then eat her. You told me. And by the way, if you don't want this conversation on air, it's okay. You told me. Your mom sits your ass down and makes you watch roller coaster videos? No, my mom's uh, roller coaster videos were her used to be her thing. She, recently, she's into cooking videos. But yeah, my mom will do that thing where she makes you watch like eight minute videos. Has you ever had somebody sit you down and watch a video? And then I, I try not to show pe force people to watch videos with the this show excluded, of course, yes. that are more than like two minutes long. But oh my God, my mom will like oh, sit me down and try to get me to watch a 20 minute video. <laughs> The dumbest shit. The weird thing isn't that your mom is trying to make you watch videos. It's that your mom, like, is trying to make you watch compilations of the world's most dangerous water slides. Yes, she's into the, those kind of videos. Your mom is into, like, 2010 Smosh content. Yes. <laughs> what the hell is your mom doing? Water slides, uh, hurricanes. She likes videos of, ah, uh, what is it called? That company that makes the top 10 anime betrayal videos. 
What? What is that company? I don't know. God damn it. It's not Smosh. It, no, it's not Smosh. It's like something critic or media head. Or, I don't, hang on, I'm Googling Okay, this. excellent. Do you want to use my phone? You said your phone's about to die. I don't care. It's, it's going to live through this episode. I'm going to will, the sheer power of will it through. All right, excellent. While you're looking that up, look, I sit down with my dad. We watch American Pickers. We go, wow, they found a motorcycle in that garage. What is your mom doing? Did you find the thing? Watch Mojo. Your mom is into Watch Mojo content, yeah, isn't she? Yeah, she is. God damn, that's great. Well, of all the things your parents could be into, the idea of just watching a bunch of compilations of like the world's biggest donut being eaten could be worse. I bet boomers would love TikTok. Tell me more. Because their brains are broken. Okay. And their brains are... <laughs> Uh-huh. Like quintessential boomer content. Think about what boomers love. They love like, I think boomers have ADHD. Of course they do. Even more so than Zoomers, maybe. Yes, absolutely. I think they'd love TikTok if it was geared towards them. Like if you had top 10 times Trump 2024. <laughs> Wait, what's the topic? Number one. <laughs> top 10 times what? Top 10 Trump 2024. Number one. MAGA. That is number one. I would have picked MAGA as well. Number two, Trump steaks. <gasps> Delicious. Number three, I think Melania. Melania, definitely. Strong, powerful, made us proud. Number four, make America great again. Again. Again, question mark? Donation. Limited edition glasses. Yeah, and then I think this is where you'd put a commercial, right? Like you'd put a YouTube pre-roll here. Number five, criminal department of justice. <laughs> Department of Injustice. Correct. You gotta get these things right. Federal Bureau of Federal Bureau of Race. <laughs> Federal Bureau of What's a word for discrimination that starts with an I? FBI stands for frauds, bitches, and incompetence. Correct. Yes. I keep seeing news stories in like the conservative like uh, news sphere about how Chick Fil A has like a diversity and inclusion department. Oh my God, why? And that and how that is not okay. And how Chick-fil-A has gone woke. Are they out of targets? Yeah, what the fuck? Why are you paying on Chick-fil-A? Why are you even looking at Chick-fil-A? You have to go after Chick- They're closed on Sundays and they hate gay people. Like, how much more can they appeal to the right wing? Right, like what? This seems like a snake eating its own tail situation. Yeah, I know. And the thing, and look, when they go after Chick-fil-A or they go after Bud Light, I think they're expecting me to like stand up for Bud Light. And they're expecting like me to get in there and be like, whoa, 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 hands off Bud Light. And it's like... I don't care even a little bit. Yeah, no, I saw something on Twitter that was like, Bud Light sales drop 17% after, I don't know, they had the trans person on their cans and falling behind Modelo. And then somebody quotes, it was like, Modelo is owned by the same company as Bud Light, right? And in the comments, there's like some massive argue, like 400 comment log argument over who owns the distribution rights to Modelo specifically within the bounds of the United States of America because that's what they're competing again. And I'm like, don't, oh, all oh, this shit. Shit is owned by like three people. <laughs> yes. 
Anheuser-Busch also owns a bunch of weird little indie beer companies so that like when you buy your like hazy, lazy IPA or when you buy like a beer that has like a guy in it, it's like Sam's choice. It's like, no, they own that too. Right. Like I love how you're sitting here. You're not debating that is going to like one of three people. It's just whether it's Carlos uh, Santa or what's the other one? George Slim. I think it's Carlos Slim. Carlos Slim. And I think I mentioned George Santos, who does not, whose parents just had to bail about him. Yeah, present. that's the guy that went to jail. Yeah, no, he's also a billionaire, yeah. by the way, according I, to himself. Uh, okay, well, no, according to himself. But it's like, I saw like this one comedian who I love. God, God love her. I love her. She's talking about like, we got to stand up for Bud Light and defend Bud Light. Oh, and I'm like, fuck no, up. we definitely don't. It's like the internet has ruined your brain where it makes you think like you have to pick sides on this. You can just say everybody sucks here like in our favorite subreddit, Am I the Asshole? If something bad is happening to a corporation in any context and your reaction is to do anything but laugh, you are a cuck. I'm sorry. It's true. That's no. my opinion. No. Like, I literally don't care what fucking... I don't care if it's conservatives smashing curing machines or liberals like boycotting Harry, but I think it's funny when bad things happen to corporations. No, no. Oh, no. I think it's fantastic. Were you following like those recent like Reddit protests? Oh yeah, where the, everyone just destroyed their own subreddit. <laughs> no fucking. Oh no, there is a reason because they crap their pants over. They have to pay money or something. I don't fucking care. I didn't look. I don't care. Okay. It, a, that's exactly correct. I could explain what the story is, but I don't even want to. Good. So like, okay. So all these subreddits closed down. And then the CEO of Reddit was like, we're going to fire moderators who are keeping these subreddits closed and we will replace them with moderators that will like toe the party line. And then all these subreddits like immediately folded, like all of them. Like my, my favorite subreddit is the one about wrestling. They wrote this like 900 paragraph response about how cl they're reopening and how they don't like the CEO, but they are reopening. It's like, just delete the subreddit. The thing, like, if you actually had these convictions, you would delete and destroy the subreddit. But, like, you can't kiss the smallest amount of not power you have goodbye. It's exactly. It's because these crybabies thought that they had some kind of leverage. And then when faced with the reality that, no, you actually don't. You're just a user on a website and you chose to do this. Like, you chose to neglect other areas of your right to do this free internet janitoring thing. Then they're like, oh, yeah, no, I need to retain this modicum of power good thing that my favorite or not my favorite but a subreddit that i like r slash piracy is sticking to its fucking convictions and keeping itself in the goddamn toilet like way to fucking go guys can't believe it great job the subreddit that was getting reddit.com in probably the most legal trouble internationally it has now taken itself out of the market you really stuck it to spez guys congratulations this is the dumbest plot i you are stupid. I didn't even know there was an r slash piracy. That seems like the kind of thing you don't have on your website. Exactly. Because I guess when it was run by people with the triple digit IQ, the idea was to keep it as low key as possible, you know, because we're doing illegal things. 
But no, now the subreddit is all about John Oliver dressed as a pirate. I so know. thanks, guys. Good job. Amazing. You accomplished absolutely nothing and ruined everything. They did have a small amount of leverage. If everything on this website is user-generated, then just delete your subreddit. Like, if you really strongly care about this API issue, and oh my God, I just fell asleep saying those. Like, I barely made it through the letters A, P, and I. Delete your subreddit. We don't need these things. We had a thing before Reddit that was called Dig. And the moment we come up with something better, we will all immediately leave Reddit. Yeah, we need to go back to old school message boards, I think. I'm listening. We need to go back to old school message boards, and we need to just agree as a society that we uh, don't do that thing where you need to be logged in (laughs) to a message board to view the messages. Because listen, SEO companies have destroyed the internet they've destroyed google the last frontier is websites like reddit like if i ever have a problem and i want like a serious answer like an actual answer the human might give me i just google reddit after they like can you mix these two medications reddit <laughs> And because let's be real, like every fucking SEO, nobody wants to it, nobody wants to shoulder any type of responsibility. So everybody tells you no, but then you go to Reddit and they're like, yeah, no, to be real, it doesn't really matter. It's like, yes, that's the real human answer that I want. These websites like Reddit, they rely on a kind of Turing test between people to understand <laughs> like that it's not SEO bullshit, which I think you can also achieve through a message board just through either del- time delaying the message or instituting some kind of CAPTCHA thing. Maybe you could like log in and then that gets rid of the CAPTCHA. We need to stop AI is what I'm saying. I Isn't it kind of too late to stop AI? Because AI Family Guy is fantastic. I mean, yeah, it is funny. It is in my brain now. And I do keep wanting to watch. (laughs) I want to watch AI Family Guy so bad right now instead of recording our podcast. All right. Look. look, This is like an unusually political episode of the Loudest Podcast. I've had this thought in my mind for a long time. Which is like, there's like six people with half the money. Like, that's something I never hear anybody talk about. Yeah, uh uh-huh. It's like, there's six people. We should just, one day, all of us, go to all six of their houses and just stand outside and go, give us some of the money. Right, what if we just, like, rush them? Like in Age of Empires, like if you have enough Harbringers, like the Harbringers are weak against archers, but if you have enough of them streaming at the archers, eventually they're going to get there and start stabbing. Yeah. So like, why don't we all just get in a big line and run at them? Okay. Now, now we have very, you'll see we took this in very different directions. I didn't say kill them. I was using that as an example. I said, what if we run at them and then kindly ask for money? Okay, that's not at all what you said. I'm going to go back to my idea <laughs> real quick. We just show up outside their houses. Oh, there's 300 million of us. And we just go, give us some of that money back. We're not even asking for all of it. Just be cool. Look at us out here. You think we get some of that money back? I mean, we might. Eventually, they'd get us, pay us to go away. I feel like at some point, that's just going to be easier. Yes. Because how many police do you... If there's enough of us, the police can't arrest all of us. Well, that's the thing. Yes, exactly. It's like they got private security, they got police. Like, there's 300 million of us. Exactly. There's six of them. There's like six of them and how many police? Like 100,000, 
if we bring like a million people, we are swamping them. Yeah. This is how much money these people have. They have so much money that they're like, let's get into a submarine and go look at a bunch <laughs> of dead bodies. That's what they were doing, right? In that submarine, they're like, let's go see some skulls. Real talk. What do you what what were they looking at down there? Is it dead bodies? Is that what do you what do you think's in the wreckage of the Titanic that's worth going down there to see? Absolutely not. It's like James Cameron, like 20 years ago, did a thing where he's like, I'm gonna send a little robot down there. And then like, he did. We got a bunch of footage of the Titanic. It's like, whoa. Look, it's a ballroom. Pretty spooky, right? Like, now it's like an underwater ballroom. But, like, at the time, oh, wow. Opulence. That's it. I feel like I don't need to go see the Titanic for the same reason that I feel like I don't need to go see North Korea, which is that uh, other people have done it. Other people have shouldered the wrist and take videos. And I can watch them for free on YouTube.com. So I'm just going to do that, actually. (laughs) Do you know how many hours of footage of Vice Magazine and Vice News there are of North Korea? They can't fucking... There's like hundreds of hours of like some douchebag being like, it's pretty scary. Here I am, North Korea. My favorite. Oh my God. Is this an appropriate time to talk about that North Korea documentary? Of course it is. So my favorite listener, my favorite documentary about North Korea, if you're interested in the subject, is called Inside the Hermit Kingdom. It's my favorite documentary. I think it's by uh, Vice before Vice started to suck dick. Yeah. And uh, it was a really fucking big deal at the time. It was made about 10 years ago. And it was uh, made in conjunction with CNN or something. So it was a really, really big fucking deal. It was like North Korea. The reason why Dennis Rodman actually got to meet Kim Jong-un is because of this documentary being made because Kim Jong-un happens to be a massive fan of American basketball for some fucking reason. Well, the Bulls. He's a fan of the Dream Team, the Chicago Bulls. Like despite being super, super anti-America, the uh, Jong-un, Jong-il family has a long history of like being big fans of basketball, particularly Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. But I digress. So uh, they poured a ton of money. So I don't know if you know this, but since North Korea has had a very, very limited tourism industry for a long time, a couple of years now, but it's like you see one state-sponsored tour, you see them all. Like you arrive in North Korea, at all times you are monitored by a tour guide who is actually a member of the secret police who makes sure you're not doing things like taking pictures of things at non-approved angles or talking to anyone you're not supposed to be, anything that you know makes the regime look bad there's a couple common sites that you see on the tour it's the people's monument the giant hammer and sickle monument the uh library the people's library the uh, i think you go to like a grocery store to see look comrade we have plenty of food what are you talking about i i love videos of the roads though there's so much eerie bullshit where like you'll get on a road and while they're taking you between sites you'll be on a completely empty like highway like you'll be zooming at a there's even uh, records of British tourists like driving the car, like being able to drive like 200 miles an hour because there's absolutely nobody else on the road. Because you're like the only car in the country at the time. Right. But I digress. So they totally revamp this tour for this documentary that's coming out. And they're like, this is going to be our big reintroduction to the world. This is our way of showing the world that no, we are not like you are propagandizing us. You revisionist uh pigs you revisionist capitalists you are propagandizing us north korea is just as evolved as the rest of the world and we're gonna prove it and they can't do it <laughs> like, <laughs> they fa- 
fail almost immediately. My favorite scene is a scene where they take them to a library, the CNN crew to a library, and in about 30 seconds, they're they're like, oh, this is one of our many university libraries, and it looks totally normal, but then after a couple seconds, you realize everything's fucking silent. Like, nobody's doing anything. It's like the fucking Truman Show. Like, they're all just sitting there blankly, dumbly staring at their screens. Not... Because they're fucking plants. You want to watch it? It's like two minutes long. Absolutely, I want to watch it. It's called uh, Inside the Hermit Kingdom, and it's organized really well by section. My name is Anthony Blakes, also known as Buckets. I'm number 15 with the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, We're going to show you guys some great things today, and uh, hopefully give you an opportunity to learn something new as well as uh, make some new friends with us. They had a uh, basketball game. They had a Goodwill basketball game where they brought a couple of members of the Harlem Globetrotters and a couple reporters. And they chose a couple members of the North Korean, like the most elite basketball school, and they mixed them all up onto two separate teams and did like a friendship reunion game. Yeah. It's actually kind of cool. It's like one of the most genuine moments of this is these people in the North Korean audience like laughing at the Harlem Globetrotters being doing nonsense. They're the gestures of dunk. This is the thing. Spinning a basketball on your finger knows no language barrier. Like, a North Korean ref getting pantsed is just as funny as a German ref getting pantsed as an American ref getting pantsed. Look, real quick sidelight. I'm in the grocery store the other day, and I see a poster. And it's a poster with some fun basketball players on it. They're spinning the ball. They're pantsing each other. Like, it's a, a very silly scene in this in this poster, okay? And it says, oh, come see the Harlem Wizards. There's a ripoff Globetrotters called the Harlem Wizards out there. Oh my God, these are the ugliest. These look like fucking Walmart brand. Harlem Globetrotters. Oh my God, this guy's, look at this dude. This guy's at least 45. That guy's eight. Oh my God, it looks like Steve Harvey. He's overweight. He's being overweight, this guy. Yeah, they call themselves the Jokers of Swish. Holy fuck, you're kidding. That's not their tagline. Okay, no, that is not their tagline, no. But it should be. That's funny as fuck. Yeah, the Harlem... You couldn't even find a different small town within Manhattan? You could be like the Washington Wizards, the Washington Heights Wizards? You had to go for Harlem? Instead of going on top of the basket, they go underneath it. (laughs) Which is, I think, where most people shoot the ball from. Underneath the basket. Okay, anyway. All right, so so, so the the Globetrotters go there, which is nice. Now we are at one of North Korea's many public library, public uh, universities, I'm sorry. All right, let's hear it. Next, they took us to a computer lab where students were using the internet. And your first thought is, okay, this looks like any lab at a university back home. But then it dawns on you that it's completely silent. No one is doing anything. There was no typing, no mouse clicking, nothing. We saw one guy looking at the Google homepage, but he wasn't searching for anything. I don't know if you noticed this, but this isn't even the Google homepage. It's a screenshot of the Google homepage pasted into a Microsoft Word document. Oh my God, you're exactly right. Why do they care so much what we think? Who gives a shit? Because nobody in the room knows how to use the fucking internet. Well, I just, I'm, I mean, on the macro level. Oh, I have no I so this one room. It's like, no, look, I get it. They don't know how computers work. 
They don't have them. They were told, sit here and put on your nicest clothes or we're going to kill you. And we might kill you after, too, for like not looking nice or sitting still enough. Or knowing how to use a computer enough. Yeah, except, but also, if they did know how to use a computer, that might mean that they were spies. That's also sus. Yeah, that's Western as fuck, and that has got to... Remember when Kim Jong-un just killed everyone with glasses one day? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, no, just, let me just pull this up real quick. <laughs> that sounds like some Naomi, Naomi Park bullshit. Okay, listen, I was waiting for Naomi Park to show up. While I look this up, explain to our listeners who that is. Uh, Naomi Park is a defect, North Korean defector who is running some kind of weird grift, like... Uh, she's best friends with Jordan Peterson, and she talks about North Korea, but she makes up shit, like... That North Korea, in North Korea, there's no concept of love, like, between family members, which is verifiably not true, because she's, like, not, she's far from the only person who's defected from North Korea and talked about it. <laughs> so she's, like, <laughs> makes up this shit, and then goes on Fox News, and is, like, if we have trans people, then this is gonna be North Korea, where we have to eat mud. Wait, what? <laughs> That was her grift? Her grift was trans people are going to lead to fucking North Korea? No, it's like trans. It's just the left in general. Like if the left keeps going at the rate that they're going, it's going to be communism. And then we're all going to be eating mud. Okay, listen. I don't think that's how we get to North Korea. I was going to put that out there. Oh, okay. I, unfortunately, I, I'd like to apologize to the Jong-un family. I was wrong. Kim Jong-un or Kim Jong-il... They did not kill her with glasses, but the the Khmer Rouge did during the Cambodian genocide. Oh, okay. Well, that was the mid seventies, right? Yeah, uh, that sounds like some uh, war crimes. Uh, yeah, uh, it happened yeah, between nineteen seventy five and nineteen seventy nine. Uh, someone just had it in their idea that everyone with glasses was too intelligent what? because in movies, like doctors wear glasses. So they killed everyone with glasses. It's giving cultural revolution. I mean, that's what they did. They did try to do that. What do you think? What's her name? Y- y- you, Yomi Park? What's Yomi her name? Park. You think she's cute? Kind of. She's got big titties. But they're weird, right? No, I think they look normal. Look yeah. them up. Okay. All right, I've pulled up in that one picture of Yomi y- y- Park? Yomi. Yomi Park. Uh, that everybody saw her on Joe Rogan. Is is the issue here that like the bra is too small? Like what's happening? Something's wrong here. Yeah, the bra is too small and her shirt is too tight. I think that's what's going on. How would you have done this better? I would have chosen a thicker short or yeah, I would have chosen a thicker shirt. Because what I've heard is that like sometimes when ladies want their like to look like extra bazombish. They'll wear like a bra that's like a couple of sizes too small, so they're like bursting out of that thing. Yeah, that's a that's an option, but I think it looks worse in her case. Yeah, this is this is weird. It, was she thinking like I'm gonna go on Joe Rogan, I'm gonna look sexy as fuck? Like was that her thought here? Yeah, I think that's usually what she does try to do. Yeah, you know, Naomi Park is a weird girl. It's funny because I think she's particularly interesting because it's like, why are you? You don't need to lie. North Korea is already really bad. I think I read something like one in ten people are slaves. Yeah. Technically, like, why are you fucking making up shit about eating mud? It's already bad enough. People get killed for like watching TV. You don't need to make this up. Why are you lying? Okay, listen. All I know about Yomi Park, I've learned from you. 
the things that you say are crazy, I immediately believe. Like, I've heard of, like, exceptionally poor and starving people, like, turning mud and grass into, like, a, a, like a substance gruel to at least eat something. Are, do you think they're not eating mud? I think they might be eating mud. I don't know if they're eating mud. I sure as shit know they have a word for love, and I don't think that they can push the train. This is, I think, the interview where she got made fun of because she said, like, in North Korea, the trains randomly stop working and everybody has to get out and push. And you were like, no, that's possible. I know it isn't. I do believe that's possible. Look, it's already on the tracks, you know? And it's already got some momentum. Okay, so the train just stops. If everyone gets out real fast and gives that thing a push, yeah, it might get some I'm momentum. I'm going to ask ChatGPT. You're going to ask ChatGPT. I'm going to ask ChatGPT if specifically if this claim is true by her. Okay. Now, you know the ChatGPT regularly lies to people. Let's see what happens. Let's, all right, see, what all right, happens. Right, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Pushing a passenger locomotive that stopped running would be extremely challenging for a group of people. I'm going to ask how many people would it take? There you go. Okay, it's uh, doing calculations. Okay. Newtons. Oh, it says 50 people. That's this like nothing. This is what I'm saying. I don't think it's good because I've showed you World's Strongest Man videos of one person pushing a train. Yeah, but that was like not a passenger train. I'm looking up Yanmi Park train. Because I did Google a couple of days ago how many people would it take to push a stop train and then the first thing that came up was someone on reddit going i just saw this you know me park video talking about a train how do people push a park train and then no one knew the answer yeah i guess we're all thinking about different types of trains honestly you must be imagining the world's largest train i guess you're imagining the fucking world's smallest train well maybe the answer is somewhere in the middle which by the way it's definitely not i'm right about this great i think Think you're wrong and you eat poop and mud for a living okay that's your job is to eat mud so you know me park said that they eat mud that they push the train and they don't have a word for love correct is it possible they have a word for like fealty and friendship to one's kid like is it, you know how like the eskimos have 36 words for ice according to that one episode of animaniacs i saw 30 years ago yeah i think she said that there was like the reason why they outlawed the concept of love is because they wanted to replace it with like a love of piety to the party or some shit. They out. She says they outlawed the concept of love. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Okay. Maybe this. All right. That does seem a little nuts. Not the train thing. That does seem nuts. She's totally fucking incoherent, dude. But the, okay. Listen, hold on. We, we pass weird laws and like non-laws in America all the time where it's like, this is a proclamation that today is Vanilla Milkshake Day. Remember how two days ago was National Vanilla Milkshake Day? Uh, no. Okay, it was. Lit. And the local news was all over it at various milkshake shops, drinking milkshakes. Good to see crime is decreasing. Yeah, and milkshake consumption is increasing. Maybe the North Korean parliament did a thing where they passed like they outlawed love. I bet there's like a million crazy bills in that country. I mean, yeah, I bet they are. There are. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I bet there are a million crazy laws in North Korea because I've seen videos of them. Remember when they killed all the people with glasses? Now, I know they didn't, but I was sure they did. I wonder what percentage of this shit we hear is true because I remember, I don't know, I remember hearing like high school that Kim Jong-un wrote a play and made everybody go and watch it and clap 
under threat of, of capital punishment, but maybe that's not true. Maybe that's some Yaomi Park bullshit because she's been around for a while. Didn't you tell me that like they made a movie in North Korea about how like Kim Jong Un's dad gave like a poor girl medicine? Oh yeah, that's one of the very few films that have been uh, released in North Korea. We've since gained more information since we had that conversation a couple years ago. We've gained more information about like the film festival of North Korea, including an international Pyongyang film festival that apparently takes place and features a very, very limited selection of foreign films from China, pretty much China and Russia, pretty much exclusively, but occasionally sometimes Poland. Yeah. And Rancher's telling me a story about how it's like a movie about like a poor girl and like she's gonna like she needs food and whatever. And then uh, and in the end, like Kim Jong Un's dad like shows up on a horse and gives her a bunch of food. Yeah, that's right. Um, she I think the plot of it, I forget what this is one of the most famous movies in North Korea. The plot is apparently there's a girl who lives in a poor village and her mom needs medicine for something. So she goes to town to sell like she grows a bunch of flowers or collects flowers to go sell and on the way she gets attacked by bandits and the bandits like try to steal her flowers but she gets robbed and like there's no hope because she has nothing to sell now and then at the end so she turns around and goes home at the end of the movie Kim Jong-un's dad Kim Il-sung is there with uh, or maybe Kim Il-sung's father whoever fucking is in all the libraries whose face is on the goddamn wall the one with the glasses shows up with the medicine that her mom needs to save her that's a good ending. It's the end of the movie, yeah. That's a good, that's a feel-good end. That's a crowd-pleasing ending to a movie. You don't want to see the Goonies and they don't find the treasure. I haven't seen the Goonies. I assume they find the treasure. You want the Goonies to find the treasure. Let's see what's in the Pyongyang Film Festival this year. Please do. Pyongyang International Film Festival. All right, yeah, it looks like I looked up the Pyongyang Film Festival. Looks like, I'm sorry, the last data that we have on this is from 2018. It takes a while to make a movie. Where China and Russia are once again killing it. The only entries in any every category. Well, they do have money and the ability to make a movie. And their cinema is, I guess, allowed to be viewed in North Korea. Damn. Now, just look, before we take a break... You've been interested in North Korea for as long as I've known you. How seriously at one point did you consider visiting North Korea? Oh, never, never. Really? No, I wouldn't do that. Unironically, I know this isn't a funny answer, but I wouldn't do it and I don't recommend anybody do it. Like, there's been enough people. It's like, I don't need to go to North Korea because I'm sure I would fuck up in some way. Like, just by nature of me having recorded and released this podcast, I'd probably go sneeze the wrong way and then they'd arrest me and throw me in jail forever because they don't want me producing any more of this content, which is so influential. It's not. It's influential to me and to Waller. But everything's a big... North Korea is the biggest fucking drama queens in the entire goddamn world. Like, everything is a big goddamn deal to them. Like, if you look at North Korean propaganda, it's just making everything a huge fucking deal. Like, every time they pave a goddamn road, there's a fucking parade. And they're like, this is a monumental achievement, not just for us, but for humans around the globe. Like, this is where progress is. Everywhere else is paving a road or building, like building a, ho- a house requires an entire town to get together and like cry in joy. This is what I'm saying about like, why do they care what we think? Let's say North Korea completed like a fully functional computer lab. <laughs> 1996 love a computer lab. And they stabbed the people that knew what a mouse was. 
we're still not going to let them back into the international community. The problem isn't that they don't know how to play basketball or that their computers don't work. The problem is they're like, we don't want them to have nukes. Why do we want them to have nukes? Because we want to be the ones that have those things. You know, it's like, if everybody has candy, then who gives a shit? I think it's you're underestimating their ability to just like straight up lie to everybody because the reason why they're excised from, they're like, you're excising us from everything for literally no reason. And we're like, okay, how about all of those fucking journalists and people's families you have in prison? And they're like, what are you talking about? I agree. I know. I know their side of the story. If I were Kim Jong-un, I'd be like, yo, I have access to like, wasn't there a thing where he was like spending millions of dollars a year on cheese? Wow. I don't know anything about North Korea. I sound like you know me park when I talk about North Korea. There was some article that came out that was like he spent uh, $750,000 one year on che- uh, importing cheese from Switzerland. Okay, you heard that too. I heard something like that, oh, yeah. Okay. I don't think you're totally pulling that So if the both of us heard it, then it's definitely true, right? Because that's how information works. Two people. That's oh, all it takes. Yeah, yeah. Just eat your cheese, man. Eat your cheese, man. Eat your cheese and watch like old like fucking Chicago Bulls tapes and just like chill the fuck out. Don't like try to hire TikTokers to like propaganda. Like don't invite CNN and invite the Harlem Globetrotters. You got a whole country. Like you made it, buddy. Relax. If you were a North Korean and you suddenly gained like access to the internet, like let's imagine there was a Korean War too and South Korea won. It was like, okay, sudden reunification right now and suddenly we're just going to flood your country and show you how to use the internet. What do you think would kill you the fastest? Like seeing what on the internet would kill you the fastest. I mean, I don't like a lot of this stuff on the internet as is. Like later in this episode, we're going to be watching king cobra jfs again and it's like i already kind of don't want to do that if i can't handle the internet the way i am like the whole thing would kill me you'd be like fucking going to lycos or ass cheese would fucking fry my circuits and i think mine would be mentos and diet coke i know how much coke was in that bottle what do you mean there's a lot more coke in that bottle is this some sort of magic like unlimited bottle of holding that and probably the ability to like just get food immediately <laughs> whatever we want no that's caused me problems for real and my caused us like major problems no that's caused us both big problems in real life all right hey listen speaking of someone who has big problems in real life king cobra jfs we'll be right back after this with more of the loudest podcasts look into king cobra jfs <laughs> Yeah, okay, so last episode, we talked about this guy, King Cobra JFS. On the off chance someone didn't hear the last episode, just remind us about who this guy is. Um, King Cobra JFS is a weirdo who lives in his uh, own apartment, uh, and he live streams for a weird number of days. He's been doing it since for like 10 years and over the years his brain has slowly deteriorated with substance use including but not limited to alcohol marijuana and duster duster yeah like a keyboard duster i did not know he did duster yes he does do duster okay now the way you do duster is you uh you spray a bunch of keyboard duster into a paper bag and then you just inhale it right yeah doesn't that kill your brain? <laughs> it sure killed his brain, I think. I think that's the way. I remember like I was in D.A.R.E. or something and they were like, the way it gets you high is that your fucking brain is dying. Yeah. And as your brain is dying, the rest of your body is like, yeah, we might as well make this person feel good on the way out. 
Yeah, so his brain is dying, but his drug of choice is usually alcohol. He's drunk most of the time, as we'll see on Christmas. Okay, yes, there are thousands of hours of this guy streaming about absolutely nothing. Right, and when you stream for that long, you just attra- and you're that weird, you just attract attention eventually. I mean, this guy is this look, he sells magic wands and he looks very particular. He's going to attract some attention. He sure does, buddy. Now, you told me previously we were driving my parents' truck like to like a fucking pie shop. And you were like, this guy got arrested on Christmas and not just any Christmas, last Christmas. Is this true? This is true. This motherfucker got arrested? He got arrested at a gas station called like a loaf and chug. I believe. You got arrested a loaf and chug? I believe it was a loaf and chug. Isn't that the funniest name for a fucking gas station? That actually kind of sounds delicious. I like loaves of bread and I like chugging. I like chugging. If you're chugging and it tastes good, like you're not chugging milk. Exactly. Nobody chugs anything that tastes bad. Okay. All right. Sorry. So here's this video. It's called King Cobra Gets Arrested for Christmas. Merry Christmas, King Cobra. It's this guy. What up, YouTube? It's your boy, King Cobra. We chillin' officially like rock star villains. I did get arrested. (laughs) (laughs) Right into it. He's a man of substance. And honestly, that was my wake-up call. Nothing really happened when I was in prison. I was pretty much in a drunk tank in a holding cell by myself for the entire night and then for half of Saturday. It really didn't sink in that he spent Christmas night in a drunk tank. Was it Christmas night? I mean, isn't it? It's Look, the name of this video is Cobra Gets Arrested for Christmas. I don't know if it was exactly Christmas, but yes, he did get drunk near like either Tootin, if not Christmas, a few days before Christmas. Okay, because on Christmas, a drunk tank is going to be empty. Because everyone's at home with their family and loved ones. Except for those who don't have families and are in the drug tag. A.K.A. King Cobra JFS. Clint, get in here. <laughs> they let me out of the jail without having to pay a bond. And the cop that arrested me was super patient. So I appreciate that. Uh, but honestly, that was my wake up call to cut down on my drinking. You know? Yes, Which he's done. Has he? Oh, yeah, of course. Half pint of Jack Daniels. Not going to lie. But today I bought one tall can of Bud Lights. I bought it this morning and I have not touched it or opened it. <laughs> I was waiting until after five o'clock to have it because I am going to cut down on my drinking. Holy shit. He has a countdown to drinking a can of Bud Light. That's the world's saddest fucking <laughs> countdown. That's sadder than that countdown to those fucking submarine people running out of oxygen. It's like that drill tweet. Time to drink exactly one beer and call the police. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, also, anytime someone uses the phrase like, I'm going to cut back on my drinking, I'm going to take it down a notch. It's just like, do you think we believe you? Yeah, no, you're not. Do you think we're getting, it's like, you, this dude cutting down on his drinking is like going from 15 beers to 13 beers. Like, that's not going to help. Right. Like, you can't cut down because you're already in too deep. Like, you know, like, if you're going to drink five, you're going to piss your pants on stream, just like if you drink 10. It's a thing where, like, all right, so someone, so so your alcoholic friend is like, I'm going to cut back my drinking. This is a wake-up call. All you can do is just go, uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Okay. 
And then like two nights later, like you get like an urgent phone call from them being like, I pissed my pants at a 7-Eleven. Can you bring me new pants? Can you come drive me home? Can you drive me home and can you pack some pants? <laughs> and bring some pants at one of those little portable changing stations. Portable chip. We need to get one for the porgs. Yeah, sure. And again, fuck the trolls. You do realize that if the trolls give me a dollar in Cash App or PayPal and they send a bunch of nasty messages, I'm going to twist the message up to make them look stupid and then take their money and run with it. So, <laughs> yeah, run to the yeah, gulp and blow and get arrested again. Gulp and blow? What is it called? I don't know what it's called. Chugging, loafing, chugging. Loafing, chug. My bank account is negative $23. Now that's after five o'clock and I haven't had a drink all day. His <laughs> hand is shaking. He cannot wait to open up this Bud Light. Okay, he's pouring I don't even remember what the fuck I did, to be honest. All I can remember was getting out of my dad's van in Cheyenne at a loafing jug and. Just to stretch my legs and smoke a cigarette from traveling in the car. Next thing you know, I'm in jail. And when my dad told me what the fuck I did, I felt like the biggest piece of shit. I got all of my stuff back except for my pipe tobacco and my magic wand. So it is what it is. I made another one to replace. The cops kept his magic wand? I don't think he, I think he might have, it just got dropped at the loaf and chug, maybe. Okay, that makes more sense. Look, Considering that it is, you know, a stick. I understand <laughs> hanging on to someone's pipe tobacco being like, look, this might be weed or hash or something. I think you just keep the guy's magic wand because you want to show your friends later that I arrested a guy who had a magic wand on him. I feel like what happens to a magic wand is he's in standard cuffing. You know, with his arms behind his back. Pat, pat, garbage. Toss. <laughs> <laughs> right. I forgot. These aren't like expertly crafted, like Harry Potter, like lacquered, like magic. Wand. It's just a stick. They're painted sticks. I guess that's technically a weapon. I mean, in a wizard's hand, a magic wand is the ultimate weapon. You can't have it in jail. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't want anyone to have a magic wand in jail. I don't want those prisoners trying to stick that wand up each other's pee holes for right. nickels. Exactly. Because that's what they're going to do. <laughs> that's what they do. How far can I get it up there? Whoever gets it the farthest gets all the nickels. It's all the commissary money. Yeah, that's how they do it in prison. That's how they do. And when I got out of uh, jail, there was a bell tower down the street going off on Saturday. And then a bunch of crows and a raven were flying over my head. It was majestic, to say the least. Deep. So the... The two things I'm going to do in my life, YouTube, to better myself is to slow down on my drinking and uh, to seek some therapy, even though therapy is a waste of time. <laughs> Good attitude to go in with. I don't need a therapist to know why I'm depressed. I'm not going to go into reasons why I'm depressed on YouTube. That's just none of y'all's business. Sounds like you're about to. Uh, at length. And how? I black out. I don't get aggressive or violent or angry or belligerent. Normally, I just stumble around and pass out. You know what I'm saying? That's only happened like twice in the last couple of months. And it's not a good look. So I am making a solid effort here to drink less. He's holding a giant Bud Light. You like, know, it's one of those big cans, it's too. It's a 20, it's huge. 
huge. He's drinking Bud Light out of a skull mug, and he's talking about he's going to drink less. That's so as he drinks. I feel so. I feel bad for this guy. Like he can't even successfully lie to himself. Cutting back tubes, coming in nicely. Tubes. He's yeah. He's saying I'm going to cut back because he he knows if he were to say like I'm going to stop drinking, he's like, look, even I don't believe that. Right. That's a lie too obtuse that not even I can swallow. I require an immense amount of delusion to. Simply make it through the day. I got to pretend that there were a bunch of ravens and crows or something when I got out of jail. Well, if he said he was going to stop, then he couldn't be having this beer literally right now. (laughs) What's the difference between him and all that shit they do in North Korea where they're lying to themselves about what a great country they... It's just like, just planet Earth just like run on delusion? I guess it does if you really think about it. It is more fun. It's We all have our own little delusions. What's your little delusion? I firmly believe that... That the ketchup companies invented curly fries because they, or at least sponsored their creation because they require more ketchup per dunk. Making a curly fry wastes so much fucking potato. The whole core of the potato is gone. All the individual things within the curler are gone. We had a curly fry maker when I was young. Right, like, and I'm sure there's some, like, bullshit story about, oh, this curly fry maker has been passed down for, uh, from the Coconos family for generation. No, not true. Sponsored by Heinz Ketchup. Like, we had this curly fry maker. It would make one fry per potato. Right, like, that's ridiculous. The rest of it was just refuse potato. There's no other reason to eat them but other than to smother them, use them as a vehicle for honey mustard or something. The delusion that I keep telling myself is... That all the sparkling water that I drink is just as good as regular water, if not better. You don't think it is? It tastes too good. (laughs) Something's up. Something is up. We go through like a 30-pack of Spindrift in like an afternoon. Do you feel healthy and hydrated? The only thing that speaks to me about the Spindrift, the only way I can reckon with it is that like I feel like there's a triangle and it's when it comes to food and it's good for you. Tastes good and is affordable. Yes. And I feel like you can pick two. And I feel like the reason why Spindrift, my brain can suffer with it is because it's obscenely expensive. Isn't it like $2 a can or something? It's really expensive. They did a thing where they were like, we have eight packs. And it's like, you couldn't just give me the other four. Right, exactly. The only reason that I can sit there and reckon with it is because it's like stupid expensive. Like I can believe for the amount of money that I'm shelling out that this does not have poison in it. But also, if you told me yet tomorrow, this has poison in it, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, no. also see that coming. They did a thing with bread a couple years ago. Remember where they were like, we're going to make a little tiny bag of bread with just 10 slices in it for ladies. Oh, really? Did you, they? No, you remember I did this? not remember this. They did a thing where they were like, it's just a little loaf of bread. It's just like 10 slices of bread. What the hell year was this? This is like 2021. No, I don't believe you. I'm going to show you. Look, after this episode, I'm showing you tiny bread. Please do. Okay. But listen, bottom line is this. You know, a lot of the time I I just can't get to the end of the bread. <laughs> I start looking for mold and then I start fine and then everything looks like mold. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then you gotta throw the bread away and I'm like, you know what? Ten slices of bread, that's actually the perfect amount of bread to put in a little bag. <laughs> But eight cans is unacceptable. Come on, right. be cool. Yeah, no, give me at least 12. In fact, on Sunday at Christmas dinner, when I had it with my family here in town, a family friend brought over some delicious scotch. Oh, and you didn't have any. If you want to count my drinks that I had at 
Christmas dinner on Sunday. I literally had two. That was it. I had a Jack and Coke, and then I had a small taste of the scotch that he that he brought over. Okay, the last time we watched the video, he said he only had like one or two drinks, right? Remember he was too right, drunk means, to go to uh, Olive Garden? <laughs> drinks are counted by the number of vessels that are used to hold them, period. So a glass that is refilled over and over again is technically one drink. I guess that's technically true. It doesn't matter what the glass is filled with. Oh, I apologize. That's not true. Each time the glass is filled, it counts as one drink. It doesn't matter the composition or the size of the glass. It is one drink. If he just said, I only had one glass, then I'm here for it. That's some kind of like, don't tell a genie that you want a thousand bucks kind of bullshit. It's like, technically, he did only have one glass. That one glass he was holding that he filled up over and over again with the worst beer you can buy. Well, then by your logic, a one beer would be 16 drinks. Because what is a drink? Because this is a drink. One sip. Like how many sips does it take to drink a beer? Oh my God, you're right. Then he's having 10,000 drinks right, a night. Exactly. By your logic. Okay. Ah, damn, you got me. Gorilla mind, yeah. Oh, God damn, I'm so tired of your of your gorilla strength <laughs> gorilla mind. Gorilla mind, you can't. Can we talk about the fact real quick that gorillas are real stupid? Are they? And that you should... Here's what you want. A dolphin mind. An elephant mind. Gorillas aren't known for their super intelligence. Well, gorillas can fuck you up, so... I agree that... It- I just logically fuck you up. Ergo, gorilla mind. Shut up and play the video. And that was it. And my dad's words, hey, man, that took real real strength. I'm proud of you, Josh. No, I'm not going to stop drinking or doing drink combos because that's what I do. However, you're not going to see it as much. I'm not cutting down on alcohol for anyone but myself and for my family. Yes. Does he think that's so... It's like, yes, that's what you stop drinking for. Yourself and your family. Does he think that he's being bullied into drinking less by the trolls? Right, because the trolls are, I think, enjoying the speed that you're going at currently right now in this video. Oh, they're trolling him for drinking while talking about how he's going to drink less. Right, he thinks that he's cutting back because the trolls are making fun of him, but no, he's cutting back because Cobra wants to cut back and Cobra's the master of his own Cobra destiny. He's cutting back because he spent Christmas in jail. (laughs) Irrelevant. (laughs) Okay, all right. He still really hasn't explained what happened. He all he says, I had one or two drinks, and then uh, next thing I know, I'm in jail. He doesn't remember what happened. That's why. How can he explain something that he doesn't remember happening? Oh, okay. That's a very that's a very very good point. <laughs> now, when I went into uh, when I went to prison, they pretty much took everything, my rings, my spikes. I got it all back, minus my pipe tobacco and my magic wand. But it is what it is. I can always get more pipe tobacco, so I'm not worried about that. And I'm a master wand maker, so there you go. When I asked the cop about it, he said, well, you might have lost it when you were at Loafing Jug or whatever. But when I asked my dad about it, he said, well, the cops took it, and it's probably in the uh, police department vault somewhere. It's in the garbage. It is what it is. Uh, But honestly, going to jail was honestly a wake-up call for me, you know, he get this is the 18th time he's, he just he catches these little phrases and he can't let them go 
<laughs> this wake up call he keeps in. So it's a wake up call. It's a wake up call. It's like, uh, okay. Yeah, that's a very Cobes thing. Is he gets caught in these loops where he says the same thing over and over again. Yeah. It's like a computer. Yeah, like a malfunctioning computer. So like he's having an error right now. Poor guy. I didn't realize what the fuck I did. And then when I was talking to my dad on the phone in jail, <laughs> freaking, there was this dude across from me on the other side of the hallway just telling me to shut up and just trying to, as hard as he can to start shit with me. I pretty much told him to fuck off. You know, this dude was saying, you look like a sex offender and you have no friends. And I said, dude, I hate sickos more than I love Ozzy Osbourne. And then I told him, I says, your mom's a sex offender. And then I told him, I said, dude, I'm a famous YouTuber with almost 50,000 subscribers. I got more friends than you'll ever have. And on top of that, I'd already had my clothes on, my hats, and I was getting the fuck out of there. So I wasn't going to do shit to make me have to stay any longer. As far as I was concerned, I'm like, fuck you, asshole. I'm getting out of here. So you have fun being in the, in the tank. He was also in jail. Yeah, fucker. He's trying to act like a fucking big shot, like he mugged this other drunk tank occupant. Also, does this guy exist, or is this just like a manifestation of perhaps like the smallest part of King Cobra that is still like, you need help, like please, please do something. I have fun in jail. My daddy's going to come pick me up. What the fuck? Bond me out. (laughs) Also, he's talking shit. It's like, you know, it's very easy to talk shit when you're in a cage. A protective cage. (laughs) And this guy, and also, there's cops around. It's very easy to talk shit. I mean, yeah, he sounds like he got let go pretty soon. So he's probably talking shit from outside of the cage, too. (laughs) It's like, just imagine him, like, banging his magic wand on those bars and being like, ha ha ha, see you later, asshole. Like a cup. <laughs> like the fucking prisoner cup yeah. going back and forth. Yeah. I was pretty much in jail for like all of Friday night and half of Saturday. And what did I do to entertain myself? Seems how I didn't have technology. I pretty much fucked with people. There was this other dude across the across the hall from me. And I kept on doing shit like, hello, Clarice. And then telling obnoxious Christmas jokes as loud as I could just to make the police officers laugh their asses off. He's trying to like spin being in jail as this cool badass experience. Because it's he knows it's about to come out that he elected to go to prison. Spoiler wait, alert. Wait, what? Spoiler alert. You can just, you can elect to go to prison? Oh, in some rare circumstances, yes. Not normally. Not if you're functioning. Why would anyone elect to go to prison? Because it's better than being outside in Wyoming when it's in the middle of December. Wyoming. I always forget that state exists. Now there's a thing that that state has in it. King Cobra. Yeah, no, that's another. I want to go to Wyoming so bad. I've wanted to go to Wyoming and visit for a long time since Kanye bought a ranch there like eight years ago. Kanye bought a ranch in Wyoming? Yeah, they got horses there. Is Wyoming just like where America puts its turds? I have no idea what's in Wyoming other than Kanye West and King Cobra JFS, but I want to find out. Isn't Wyoming where Dick Cheney shot that other guy in the face? Beats the shit out of me. That was before my time. I think it was Wyoming. I'm not going to get into detail what got me there, but it was so bad 
like I was stumbling around the loaf and jug parking lots <laughs> and I blacked out and didn't even realize what I was doing. And freaking people were trying to get gas and they were honking their horn telling me to get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> See, this sounds like it happened. Josh, calm down. He said it was surreal watching it. Okay, I'm good. Probably why his dad called the cops on him. Wait, his dad called the cops on him? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the, so I just realized it's not loaf and chug. It's loaf and jug. No, it's loaf and chug. Like chug. Are you sure it's loaf and chug? Bro, it's written on the police report. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Look, the second thing I was going to mention real quick is it's like a gas station is like the one place you're not allowed to smoke a cigarette. Right. Exactly. And it's for your own good as much as everyone. It's like you're going to die first and worse. I think a gas station is one of the only places that I'm like, yeah, it makes sense that you can't smoke air. Like yes. gas stations immediately outside of a hospital. <laughs> Yes. And I don't know, in front of a doctor that only deals with children. I was at a gas station just a couple of days ago, and there's like a dude, like a golf employee in like a full-on golf jacket, just smoking a cigarette. And it's like, do you want to die? Yeah, like, what the fuck? You can't just walk like nine feet away from these tanks. Like, the cigarette is portable. The gas isn't. And that was kind of my wake-up call. Like, you know what? I love to drink alcohol, but... I don't need to do it in like excessive amounts. A little bit every now and then ain't gonna hurt. His hand shake when he pours the alcohol. I was thinking this. He's thirty-one and he has to shake. Disappointed my family, and the only reason I'm seeking help is for them, not for me. Because, like I said, I'm far too intelligent for therapy. Yeah, he's starting to repeat himself a lot, so I think. All right, let's let's listen. What you said that like the arrest something about the arrest report? Yeah, you ready to hear the real story? Somebody put together the arrest report and it read it out loud. Somebody named Burger Boy or some shit. I think this is on the King Cobra JFS Boglum Chronicles channel. The following is a Cheyenne Police Department police report on 12 23 2022 at 17 55 hours. I was dispatched to 534 Vandahell Avenue in reference to an impaired person. Upon my arrival, I contacted the reporting party, Clint Saunders, who was standing outside of his vehicle, which was parked under the awning at the fuel pumps. Clint stated his 31-year-old son, <laughs> Joshua Saunders, is intoxicated and causing a disturbance. Clint stated Josh consumed an entire bottle of hard alcohol in the vehicle. Technically, that is one glass. It's one glass bottle. He had one drink. He, he did. If he's drinking like Jack Daniels straight out of the bottle in the back of his dad's car, which is like, oh, my God, can you ever imagine? I, I can't imagine like wanting to be intoxicated around my parents. It would be so fucking embarrassing. No, I'd rather be dead than be intoxicated around my parents. That's really fucking embarrassing. That's like you have no shame. It's it's like. I know enough not to drink in a car. I know enough not to drink in front of my parents. This guy's drinking in the back of a car in front of his dad on Christmas. Merry Christmas, Cobra. Unfortunately, I think that's based. It's kind of based. Now that I think about it, you're kind of mugging your dad, right? Getting so drunk you're falling over at the gas station pumps. It's kind of awesome. It just shows the world, hey, I have a taxi and you don't. Yeah, I got booze. 
I got a dad. You might not have either. <laughs> his dad is his taxi. Clint also stated Josh made several suicidal and homicidal statements. Clint stated he no longer felt safe living with Josh for the rest of the night. Did you threaten to fucking kill his dad? Uh, allegedly. According to the police report. According to Clint Saunders. Okay, I agree. Clint Saunders is alleging that his son threatened to kill him in a chugging loaf. On Christmas. <laughs> Imagine shit getting so bad that you gotta call the cops on your own kid. Well, if we know the time of this police report, it was 1755. That's 555. It was after five o'clock, tubes. He I was guess. Just having a drink at the loaf and jug. He had one drink after work. Chill out, Clint. He doesn't have a job. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, his work was collecting sticks, I assume. I guess technically it is after work. After his workplace let him go. After that, Wendy's fired him. Months, months later after work. The rest of his life is after work. Clint added Josh was autistic, schizophrenic, and highly regarded. He called his own son this? I like how, yeah, I like how he said that first. Like, one of his first thoughts was, yeah, no, my son is that. Boop, boop, peep, pop, pop. Hello, 911. <laughs> Wait until you hear about my shitty kid. Have I got some news for you of my shitty little kid? Yeah, bring your softest handcuffs. <laughs> and get ready to disarm him of the magic wand he has on his person. Yeah. How do you just have a stick on you? Where do you put it? What do you mean you have a magic wand on I you? guess not in the police confiscation bin, or else he would have got it back, That's, right? No, no, he Why got his rings. His stick? He got his rings back. Somebody definitely thought it was fucking trash and threw it away. Someone was right. Yes, they were. I observed a strong odor of alcohol coming from Josh during my contact with him. I also observed Josh's eyes, which were bloodshot, watery, and extremely lethargic. Josh's speech was slurred and slow. However... Josh stated he does not have any desire to harm himself or anyone else several times. Josh admitted to drinking <laughs> several alcohol, times. but denied having made any suicidal or homicidal statements earlier in the day. I explained to Clinton Josh, I believed it was best for Josh that I transport him to the ARC so that he can detox from the alcohol he had consumed. Clint agreed to this plan, and we were inevitably able to have Josh agree to go to the <laughs> ARC. Inevitably. That means there was a fight. Was having an issue with the heating in their building and would not be accepting new intakes at this time. All right, so, so he's tr they're trying to take him to the ER. That's actually, that's actually kind of nice. No, it's not the ER. It's a specifically an alcohol detox center because he gets offered the ER next and refuses it. At this point, the ARC was having an issue with the heating in their building and would not be accepting new intakes at this time. Oh, no, the heater's broken. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, oh, no, we don't have enough room for the Cobra Man. No, sorry, we have no Cobra. We Our Cobra lamps are broken. Wait, you said the person's name is King Cobra JFF? Click. They know him. Yeah, no, I bet. He's on the do not admit at the ARC. This guy fucking lives at the ARC. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy was a regular recurring, recurring character at the ARC. At this point in the contact, Clint had departed from the scene. I advised Josh that the ARC would no longer be an option for him during this incident. I explained to Josh that he could admit himself into the hospital in order to have his mental health and alcohol consumption evaluated. I also explained to Josh that if he did not want to admit in to the hospital, he could stay the night at the Comia shelter. The Comia shelter is a local homeless shelter. Not willing to accept 
either of these options, despite my efforts to convince Adamantly. him it was better than being outside in the below zero degree weather. I then told Josh he could admit himself into the hospital, or I would place him under arrest for public intoxication. Josh continued to refuse to go to the hospital. I placed Josh under arrest for public intoxication. Oh my god. <laughs> he chose to go to fucking jail. He was offered three other options. He chose jail. He wasn't choosing jail. He was choosing fuck you. That's why. He was choosing, no, you don't tell me what to do. I tell you what to do. Now take me directly to prison. I guess it is, if you think about it, it's much more badass and goth to go to jail than to go to the hospital and get your stomach pumped. No, it is badass and goth. And he has all those cool stories of like torturing other prison inmates with his bad like 30-year-old Hannibal Lecter impression. It's like Hannibal Lecter impression. From like 1990, were you even born at the time when like that was an appropriate gag to do? Yeah, no, like he keeps fucking talking about going to prison. He's not going to prison. He's lucky he didn't go to prison. He went to jail. He would have got his ass kicked in prison. He's lucky he's in jail with the other fucking local drunks whose dads are on their way to bail them out. It's like I don't even know if he went to jail because it's like he absolutely went to jail. I bet they just, like, put him in a closet somewhere, and they, like, locked the door. Oh, I believe if they just took him back to the police station and be like, instead of just booking him, it'd be easier to just let him sit here and sober up, that's handcuff a- him to the table or something. I think that's what I would do. I would just, like, put him in the break room. <laughs> I would, like, tie him to a chair in the break room. I feel like there should be. I'll run a program for drunk. It'll be like Saranja's drunk tank. It'll be mm. fun. We can like watch Breaking Bad. I'll handle the drunks. We'll give them snacks. And then after a while, we send you out with like a $5,500 bill from the ta- so the taxpayers get spared. Everybody wins. Yeah, everybody wins. I then placed Josh into handcuffs using standard cuffing procedures. I transported Josh to Laramie County Detention Facility and booked him in under the charge of public intoxication. I later contacted Clint by telephone and advised him that his son, Josh, was not located at the ARC and that Josh was booked in at Laramie County Detention. I forgot about that. Clint left. Clint was like, the cops have my son from here. I get to take a little Clintcation for a minute. Clintcation from this nonsense. I mean, think about it. If you're Clint, like, your entire life is a nightmare. It is like the state is your babysitter for one night when your son goes to jail. That's awesome. That's, like, maybe the most, like, emotional relief Clint has gotten. Like, in in the 31 years since this kid. Like, this kid has been a handful since day one, I assume. And it only lasted, like, 20 minutes because then the cop called and was like, hey, you know how we talked about how he was gonna go detox? Well, he's in jail now. <laughs> and now you got a whole new fucking problem. And now he's your fucking problem. Somebody's gotta go pick him up, and it's not gonna be the local bus system because we're in Casper, Wyoming. <laughs> Imagine you get like a screaming phone call from your son, be like, let me out of here. Let me out. I have food hacks to make. My giant audience needs me. Quick, my drink combos. I got, I got sick drink combos to rattle off, Dad. You gotta, you gotta spring me loose. I swear, my next drink combo will be sober. If you're Clint, you gotta ghost your son. Yeah, you got. At some point, like, what else can you do? You, you can't control a 32 year old. That's fucked. You can't control like fucking anybody. It's like you remember the kid. I guess you could take their car keys away, but like. 
I don't know. You always hear on the news how like parents took the kid's car keys away, so the kid murdered them. We've made it way too easy to murder your parents in this country. Exactly, it's ridiculous. Like that's what we should be saying about. Everyone's always like, oh, you got to protect the kids, protect the kids. It's like. Yeah, well, look, clearly we're not going to do that. We've decided to take a pass on that. Right, you used to have to pretend to, or get ready to smuggle them, and yeah. then hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's like, all right, number one thing we got to fix, make it a lot harder to kill your parents for taking away your World of Warcraft account. But it's like, look, okay, you're Clint. You're trying to keep this guy alive. And you've done a pretty good job for 31. You've put in 31 years of keeping this guy alive. 32 now. 32 years. I think you get to ghost your son. It's time to ghost you. After a while, you just have to. I think it's time for Clint to go ghost. If Clint goes ghost, I'm sure a social worker is going to eventually uh, put this guy in jail or something. Right? There's got to be something Wyoming could do. I mean, inevitably, at this rate, he's definitely going to become homeless because he's now demonetized on YouTube. I'm pretty sure his Etsy store got shut down. The only th- way he's getting money is internet bucks, which means eventually he'll be homeless, which means eventually he'll move back in with Clint, I guess. Unless there is no Clint. Like, Josh, Josh walks into Clint's house one day. And like is like, and he hears like snoring, and he's like, "Oh, that must be my dad upstairs asleep." But he gets up there, and he's like, "Dad, dad, quick! I need a bunch of money to buy booze." Dad, why aren't you responding to me? He rips off the covers. It's just a bunch of towels, and it's an old-fashioned talkboy tape recorder looping some snores. It's the only way you could get away from him is to just leave the country, because clearly he can't just like cut him off. You've told me that the internet goes hard on Clint. Yeah, the internet, I think, general idea on Clint is that Clint is not active enough in his son's life and that he just hasn't done enough for him in general. But it's like, I don't know. If if my son was this big of a fuck up, I feel like past, there's only so much you could do for someone who doesn't want to stop drinking, you know? It's like he's his own adult. His brain is fried. Like, yeah, he should have went to that group home when he was 18. But what are you going to do now? He's an adult now. Wait, what? What is this group? What? His dad, when he was, uh, after he graduated high school, his dad was like, you can't live here with us anymore, so we're going to send you to, like, a group home for people with Asperger's to live in. And he's like, no, I really don't want to go to a group home with people with Asperger's because it's just going to, like, I'm going to sink to their level, which, yeah, uh uh-huh, looking at me like that is definitely the right response. So he was like... Okay, well, figure out an alternative then. The alternative that he came up with this thing called Job Corps, which is like basically, did you have like kids at school when you were in high school, which like every, some people went to math class and other people went learn, learned how to fix cars. Yeah. Shit. It's kind of like that. It's like job training, vocational training. He would eventually get kicked out of it for smoking weed, but I digress. That's not related. He got kicked out of Job Corps smoking weed? Correct. But that's where you put kids that are smoking weed. You put them in Job Corps. Well, they're not supposed to be smoking on Job Corps premises. Okay, I agree that that, you shouldn't do that. Ah, damn it. If only he'd waited a little while longer, he could be like, it's a tobacco vape, bro. Right, like just drive off the Job Corps premises. I feel like you could just vape out your car in a Wendy's parking lot or something, but whatever. You could vape in your Job Corps teacher's face. He'll vape right back at you. Everyone's vaping in Job Corps, I assume. I guess so. I assume too. 
Thanks so much for listening. We just put out a brand new episode of Dark Side Jills, which is Nico's birthday episode, where Nico makes you listen to her two favorite albums. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? The Cure and then the other one? What's the other one? Uh, Morrissey? Was I don't it more? I don't know. Listen, I, lo- I listen to the episode. I love the episode. Go to patreon.com slash cherries for just $2. You can hear the new episode of Dark Side Jills and over 170 other bonus episodes of our shows. That's it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.